Growing up is hard, but it's especially hard when you grow up different, racially, ethnically, socioeconomically, from the majority of your peers. I'm Lisa Morgan, and today on The Weekly Reader, our book critic Marianne Winnick reviews two new books that explore identity and coming of age in the American Midwest. Hi, Marianne. Hi, Lisa. In the acknowledgments of Elisa Burnick's thoughtful and moving memoir, Departure Stories, she thanks a mentor who counseled her not to turn her story into a novel. Readers, too, will want to thank this person because the originality of the approach taken here is a big part of the book's charm. And considering the sad story it tells, charming itself is an accomplishment. Burnick grew up the second of four siblings in a Jewish family in an almost completely Christian Minneapolis suburb in the 1960s and 70s. The version of Minnesota Nice displayed by its residents did little to conceal their knee-jerk anti-Semitism. Burnick's mother, Arlene, was a bright, competitive, vivacious, and intensely unhappy woman with what can only be described as a rather stunted maternal instinct. She was verbally and physically abusive. She disappeared for days at a time and eventually separated her children from their father by moving across the country with a terrifying stepfather. Burnick's chapters vary in length and tone, some telling family stories, others presenting factual information on the zeitgeist of the 70s vis-a-vis marriage, divorce, family, and women's roles, and her mother's experience as a competitor in the Mrs. Minnesota competition of 1964. There are newspaper articles and photographs, a couple of chapters devoted to Jewish jokes and Minnesota jokes, and a Waikiki meatballs recipe that played a role in one of her parents' arguments. I often wonder, writes Burnick, why some people are able to bounce back after adversity and some are not. And I think it has to do with storytelling. The stories that travel within us, that create our memories and identities, are malleable. The way we choose to tell these stories can determine the version of ourselves we take forward into the future. Our second book also deals with prejudice in the heartland, but this time in fiction. The Family Chow, by Lan Samantha Chang, is a novel of simmering familial rivalries, purloined fortunes, star-crossed lovers, and extremely appetizing Chinese food. Patriarch Leo Chow and wife Winnie have built a successful Chinese restaurant in the small town of Haven, Wisconsin. The couple has three sons. The younger two, James and Ming, have moved out of town, while the eldest, Dagu, has stayed on as the restaurant's head chef and heir apparent. When James and Ming arrive in town for the annual Christmas party, they find their mother has left her nasty husband and taken refuge in a Buddhist monastery. With the local patrons having turned against the restaurant as well, the party is not exactly a success. And after it's over, Leo is found dead in the walk-in freezer, and his son Dagu is charged with murder. As the case goes to trial, layer upon layer of family secrets comes to light, and the racism of the community is underlined. As Nora Peel wrote in The Book Reporter, As Chang explores the multiple pressures brought to bear on children of Asian immigrants growing up in a small Midwestern town, she suffuses her story with humor, much of it ironic, and delicious descriptions of Chinese food. The Family Chow is a literary mystery that readers can sink their teeth into. The books are Departure Stories by Elisa Burnick and The Family Chow by Lan Samantha Chang. You can find more information about these titles in our podcast at WIPR.org or wherever you get your podcasts. The Weekly Reader podcast is made possible by the Ivy Bookshop. For The Weekly Reader, I'm Lisa Morgan. And I'm Marion Winnick.